Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Women Tech Charge from the Evening... No, Women Tech Charge from the Evening Standard... Oh, sorry. <laughs> don't worry, there are no control. No, I have to sing it again. I'm the mathemata- mathematician, not the English person. Now I can't even talk. Women Tech Charge from the Evening Standard is back. Was that too loud? Hi, I'm Anne Marie Mathedon, and welcome to Series Two of Women Tech Charge. This season, we're talking to amazing women doing incredible things in science and tech and engineering and maths and all the STEMs because all of them are in there together. And I said, Dad, I don't like it out there. He said, no worries, toots. We can put the cart back in the truck and head home or you go back out and you just try and go quicker and and when they're going to bump you, you're going to bump them back twice as hard. (laughs) Regarding The Mandalorian, it's a little bit of old school and it's a little bit of new school. I think that's where visual effects really succeed. How does one go about getting a watch named after them by Microsoft? Magic and fleet. It's showtime. Let's start with a bang or a paso doble. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Rachel Riley is here. She's a presenter, a mathematician, an occasional dancer and a soon-to-be mum. Yeah, very occasional dancer these days. I can't get close to the pasha. He's like, <laughs> now you finally got the posture because your body's supposed Someone to be between. touching, but we're <laughs> still a foot apart. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> but I'd say you're a Rachel. Yeah. This is my thing. I don't claim to be a woman in tech. I just claim to be a math enthusiast. I've got a master's in math. Well, I more than it. enthusiast if you did well, master's. I try and, masters. you know, spread maths positivity. Yes. But I don't fit into the box. I'm not working in tech and I don't claim to be. And that is the job. If someone says, what do you do? What's the first? Do you say I, Rachel? I, Rachel. (laughs) Should Um, you say I, Rachel? Well, it's one of those things that was really embarrassing. You know, when you go to America and you have to tick, you know, what's your Um, occupation? For ages, 
TV presenter was just, am I? Is that a real thing? But I just, I go with it now. Oh, I've got one bone to pick with you. Oh, yeah. Actually, that go I'm going to say. Um, so apparently you once described your job on Countdown as the one cool maths job <laughs> around. That was like when I was 22. You were young and foolish. Is that what you I was gonna, 22 and I went one. from university to clothes budget. Do you get the spare from your clothes budget? There is no, no spare. Yeah, use it or lose it. <laughs> Especially now, more material. Why did you apply? I always liked puzzles. That's what I liked about maths. Um, so I always enjoyed the countdown game and used to play against my little brother. You know, it's four o'clock was 15 to one, 4.30 <laughs> was countdown. And then I might do a little bit of homework later, maybe. Um, so I just I just liked it and I just applied um, on the off chance. It was, you know, I was at the time all of these um, job applications were kind of were absolute tomes when have you worked as a team when have you overcome adversity when have yeah. you done this that yeah. the other yeah. and it was 50 words in a photo for a countdown yeah. why would you be good stand out okay and that was written <laughs> that was yeah. yeah that was my first Just written thing after you leave 50 yeah. words 50 words <laughs> 50 I could do my thing was always 300 words or less I'm okay yeah. But beyond that, it's, it's feeling like work. So you did the 50 words and then you auditioned. Did you have one audition? Did you have five? Um, they called me into um, the ITV studios on the embankment. Mm -hmm. And they I think they interviewed 100 people. We sat in a room and had a chat with two producers. And they gave me a bunch of countdown numbers puzzles whilst they sat and stared at you. And it was 2008, so they had... Um, a CD player and they'd press play and the countdown music would play <laughs> and then after a couple of rounds you know when people stare at you when you do maths it's quite I mean people you feel like dance monkey dance that's always <laughs> my thing people always are like you're a maths genius what's 52 oh, yeah. times and I'm like uh, well yeah. this is not how I do my maths no, yeah exactly <laughs> and there's a maths phase and there's a reason for that it's just putting people under pressure yeah it's not what maths is about but the um, after a couple of uh, countdown rounds with them staring at me, the actual CD player broke. <laughs> so then they still had a couple more Did maths they questions. Dun, 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 they dun, started dun, saying dun. they started telling me numbers like as he was going, be like ten seconds, fifteen seconds, twenty seconds. Oh, and when gosh. you're thinking in numbers and someone's shouting numbers at you, yeah, that doesn't help. <laughs> it's yeah. just like patting your head and rubbing your tummy. Yeah. Um, but obviously it went all right because then they got me back for a screen test. So they took six of us up for screen tests, which was like a three-hour thing in the studio in Leeds. Um, and um, I got the job. Who was the first person you told? Um, well, I was supposed to hear, I think, maybe the Friday or over the weekend, and every time my phone went, my mum would be like, <gasps> and look at me and stare at me, and it's like, it's just, just you know, Siobhan or whatever. Um, You're making this worse, mum. And then, yeah, by the, so by Monday, I hadn't heard, and I was like, well, it's obviously not going to happen. So by the time I did get the call, my mum was like dishing up dinner and didn't pay any attention mm. at all, so I went in the other room, took the call, was like, Okay, walk back into the kitchen, just like holding my hat, you know, my phone, like, what's just happened? And my mom, she didn't notice for like a good, you know, 30 seconds. And she turned around and she was like, what? She, she was so funny, especially to start with, because I had to keep it quiet for a little while. Okay. And like, I'd be like, I'd be in the car if she'd like get out and she'd be in the butcher's buying something. And you could see her having a chat with the butcher and then the guy's like head turning <laughs> to the car and you're like sinking no, in like she's please. told someone else. <laughs> What was the weirdest or what was the strangest person that was like, oh my gosh, I've just seen you on Channel 4? One day that I was, it was out um, by accident somehow and the papers were on my doorstep, which was my parents' doorstep because I was obviously oh. living at home. 
and then I was in all the papers and I was thinking, is everyone going to recognise me now? Am I famous now? Mm. And it, made it. you realise it's, it's not like that at all. Oh. So you can be on Countdown for ages and people still don't know who you are, which is great. Um, but, but contrast that with I did one thing for Manchester United, which hadn't even been broadcast, but they were just promoting the advert for it. Right. And I was getting I was getting stopped at Old Trafford. It was, <laughs> I was like, oh, OK. My dad, quote unquote, said I finally made it. I get um, uh, like Asian tourists that come over to Old Trafford, like the you know they do the pilgrimage. Yeah. They recognise me from Man- from Man U TV. That's insane. More than Countdown yeah. or eight out of ten cats. Yeah, I mean that's the thing that most people want to chat about. That just is. you know, person on the that's street. That's become it. Yeah. Is that as fun as it looks to record? Yeah, it's great. Is it more fun than it looks to record? Well, it's. I'm, like, a, I'm most a massive of it comedy fan. Yeah, most of it get cut. <laughs> exactly. Most of it's career-ending stuff. <laughs> There's probably some editors that are making a few quid on the side with a few, you know, off cuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> would you ever, if someone said you had to choose, would you choose eight out of ten over main countdown? I would probably, to be honest, choose countdown because. I get to do more numbers games on Countdown. <laughs> oh, are there no there's numbers there on? There are. There's two per show. You have to do cats, all. You have to do most show. of the number work on eight out of ten. Yeah. I have no, to I say. mean, I, I love both. They're, they're to be honest, they're completely different jobs. They're different production teams. They're just in the same studio, oh. and I love working on both. But um, I mean, I've done Countdown almost eleven years now, and yeah. the, the production team are they're like family, and we have a good giggle. Um, they're the producers from from Blackpool, the rudest, cleverest man you'll ever meet. <laughs> um, yeah, and he's yeah, he's like my big brother or something. So let's dive into the maths. Let's, because I like maths. Hey. I also did it at Oxford as well. Yeah. Um, and you were at Oriel. Uh huh. Um, which was the, it was a bit of a. It was I don't know if it's a posh college. Would you call no, it? No, it was known as in vertical as the friendly college because I went to Cambridge and didn't like it at all and yep. was really put off and yeah. they were they I found them really pretentious and I just didn't like it so I thought Oxford would be the same and then mum said oh you know how about we do this and she picked it because it was called the friendly college and it was right oh. in the middle of town that's, <laughs> so is, that's how it ended up there it is right outside the shop right in the middle of the shops <laughs> right next to Jigsaw I don't know if Jigsaw's still there and Pizza Hut is on that corner cover as well. market and Alf- the cover Alf- market all of it is there <laughs> we did have our fair share of kebab vans in in you, you know did. equidistant choices yeah. it was brilliant although I never would eat from kebab vans because they don't have running water no offense to anyone that runs a kebab van I don't know back in the day 19 years old chips and cheese end I of the night I thought about it too much <laughs> You're too sensible. Like, when did you wash your hands? <laughs> I don't want to eat your food. So after that, mm-hmm. you went off to Deutsche, which I didn't realise until I got my oh, briefing well, back. For I this. just did. Um, I did an internship there for a summer, so I was on a Deutsche Bank prop desk. Can you explain prop trading to anyone who might not know what that is? It's a, it's a trading desk, but it was to benefit the bank. So the money was actually Deutsche Bank's money. So it wasn't that was investing money for Deutsche Bank mm-hmm. um, and trading for Deutsche Bank, and they actually they spun off into a hedge fund. So it's basically a hedge fund. For Oh, Internally they? for Deutsche Bank. So prop was short for proprietary. Thank very, you very much. Very <laughs> just, just to, to round that one, round that off. So I was there just for a couple of months, um, trying out investment banking, which was 2007, which was oh, which the time, time to do. when the markets yeah. first crashed. This is radical action across the system, the restructuring of banks under the conditions set down. We are not seeking to take public control of these institutions. Where's the money gone? Are you mad, 
So the first half of the summer, everyone was helping and everyone was swanning in. <laughs> the champagne in. was flowing. Yeah. And then the second half of the, the, of the summer. The sky went dark. The, it did. Yeah. I mean, there was no time to teach us anything because the sky was falling in. Yeah. And they, you know, it was unprecedented. And I thought, this isn't for me. <laughs> it just didn't appeal to me that we weren't making anything. I didn't feel like we were doing anything. I thought we were just, someone was winning and someone was losing. Mm. And it, it, I, I tried it and it wasn't for me. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I found it really difficult trying to find an applied maths job um, out of uni. I was okay. going to, I mean, the people that came to Oxford to try and recruit you were the people with money. So it was lawyers, it was management consultants. Mm. Um, and that was pretty much it that was coming for, for the mathematicians. So I, I'd go out and I... There was that and there was like the tap tap on the shoulder. I didn't, I didn't give no one tap no, on the no shoulder. Tap, no, okay. But I did go to, um, I think, you know, at the NEC, there's a huge science um, careers fair and I'd, and I'd go there and I'd say to companies about to finish you know four years at Oxford done I've done maths mostly applied what can I, what would I be able to do in your company yeah. and they didn't have a clue at the time oh really I think there's a kind of a disjoint between what universities teach and what companies need or what they know you're you're learning because they're like you'll probably have to do loads of courses on fluids I'm like half my degree is on fluids yeah um so I so I was I was looking at going back into education to do something well, that would get me in that yeah, um but in the meantime, got a job as an, a data analyst, data analyst um, <laughs> at startup company, really entrepreneurial, small, really bright people. Um, I was only ultimately there two months um, before I before left the for countdown. To cut to go up today, it's that frustrates me a little bit that I left for countdown. No, 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 of course, no, no, that's great. <laughs> I mean, do you? No, I, it frustrates me a little bit that with a masters in maths that people still didn't like accounting was what was thrown back at yeah, you. Yeah, it, it frustrated me as well. I think um maths kind of can get a little bit 
forgotten. Even within STEM, mm. it's it's quite easy. You need you need maths for the rest of the STEM. Mm. Um, but mathematicians, I think they're probably an underused resource because mm. a lot of people they they do it because they love it and they actually do want to use their degrees afterwards. But the opportunities. Um, or that big. You, not necessarily. I think you have to really look for them. And out of six of us that were doing math at the time, um, one boy went and, and used his his applied maths, and he went to AWE at the time, Atomic Weapons Establishment. So okay. that was, you know, for some, but for some, not, not exactly. For many, yeah. um, and everyone else. I mean, I ended up on Countdown, and I think we've got you know a couple of accountants and management consultants. So I did want to talk about technology just a little bit because it yeah. means a lot of things to lots of different people. Yeah. And say, what's what's the best thing about being on social media and online? And what, what is it that you, what's the one thing you want to see changed? The best thing, people used to contact me um, and ask for like help with their maths homework or yeah. their kids' maths homework. Um, and the only thing I would, the only, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't call it contentious, but the only thing I'd get into a heated debate with anyone about was women in STEM. Um, really? Yeah. People will come out with a, with a really, you know, a, a comment that's just based on, on, on no evidence and, and internal bias and all sorts of things that are just provably wrong. And you could use that um, to kind of show other people actually this is why this is wrong this isn't you know evidence were you is... always fighting then on twitter um, was, did you always, always no. I, was, I wasn't i mean you just, okay. i once tweeted i was going to a charity dog show and i was looking forward to, ca- to cuddling the dogs and i got told some dogs don't like being cuddled wow, okay. you know so there are people that just like to troll they just yeah. enjoy doing it yeah I've, it's been a steep steep learning curve right because social media and gen- well, us in general, aren't we? We're all in our own little bubbles. Mm. So if you don't see what's going on, you don't see what's going on. Mm. And when you do see what's going on, but you didn't know it before, and you know that everyone that's just like you doesn't know that this is happening, mm. then that's that was for me. That was particularly worrying. Mm. Everyone's really reluctant to use Holocaust analogies for anything. But I was recently in LA, and I went to the Holocaust Museum, and the the, the part of the display that really spoke to me was about resistors and opposed to collaborators and and who was passive and who did something and why and one of the features was about the railways Mm -hmm. and how the railways enabled the mass murder of of millions of people and the railways themselves aren't inherently bad of course like people working on the railways aren't inherently bad But they were used to transport millions and millions of people to their death and mm. people that were maintaining them or turning a blind eye or, or helping in some way. Were enabling, yeah. In some way yeah. played a part in that. And, mm. and the internet itself isn't inherently bad. Mm. But the ir- internet is being used in a way now by extremists mm. um, to, to you know, mess with democracy, to incite hatred. Mm. And a lot of these are they're being used not just to promote hatred, um, you know, anti-migrant, anti-Islamophobia, anti-Jew. There's um, groups that promote curing, in inverted commas, your children's autism by giving them bleach enemas. And oh, they're wow. using it for drug trafficking and they're using it for child paedophilia. Yeah. And you can't see that these groups even exist mm. unless you're in them. So actually, mm. I'm I'm supporting a bill. Lucy Powell's trying to get a bill through, which with Brexit mm-hmm. has been overlooked and I hope yeah. it'll come through. But yeah. we're trying to, trying to make... Um, the, the forums, the, the forum runners actually liable for the material 
on there because I it's see. it's okay. massive to try and get a, a tech company to change their ways and to try and stop them making money. But someone needs some responsibility. If you mm. went in the street and you you spouted this kind of stuff, you would mm. get arrested. Mm. But you can do it online with with tens of thousands of people, literally in these groups. Um, and and there's no consequences and it's not visible. So and we need to change and that. And with the trace. So this is the other thing that I, that I, I kind of, I, I still try to get my head around or kind of normalise in my head is that if someone sent you a message, mm-hmm. even if it is a public one, that's something they've written and they've put it down. Mm-hmm. So it's it's maybe it's not their name, but it's their account. There's in yeah. some ways, or in many ways, that is traceable because otherwise the tweet yeah. wouldn't no, have gone out. No, often people are proud of it. And so Yeah, and so it's really strange because it's like, how is that? How is that's worse than you saying it, but you've incriminated yourself in such a big way. Mm-hmm. How is that something that on well, you know <laughs> at the moment there's kind of there's two two spheres of existence. There's mm. the real world where there's social response social consequences, mm. and then there's the online world where they they're kind of on. Mm. We've kind of lost that. People are saying things and doing things that they would never do in real life. Yeah, exactly. And there's um, a fantastic group that I'm now working with called the the Center for Countering Digital Hate. I can't tell you how good these people are because it is a new phenomenon um social media being used in nefarious ways or you know to kind of at the detriment of society and they're actually people they're, they're getting out there they're on the front line they're they're doing research they're doing analysis they're doing actual studies that we can use to see how hate spreads um so they've re- released um the first paper was um called don't feed the trolls and it okay. really really helped me on online because um, the trolls kind of they 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 hijack your natural instinct to defend yourself or defend what you're talking about, and right. you're you you just assume as a you know I would just assume that a little bit of education, a little bit of light enlightening mm. would inoculate would people against way. stuff, but actually. No. These people are in the inside their own social bubble, so you know they're, they're, their numbers of people they can influence are small, mm. and they are using high-profile people. Um, so to magnify, to magnify yeah, it. So yeah. say I've got six hundred thousand followers. Mm. Um, if ninety-five percent of the people see the troll or see what they're saying and think that's appalling, that's horrible, then they've won. Great, but five percent of people might think, "Oh, that's interesting. Mm. Who are these people?" And then they're getting outside of their bubble. Mm. Um, so there, you know, I just love the campaign sorry I love the center of the CCDH because they're talking to experts they're talking to psychologists behavioral psychologists um tech people they're traveling around the world you know they they're doing proper you know the proper scientific method to to work out how this thing's happening and what we can do to 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 nip it in the bud we need to you know have more sensible people paying attention and, and answering some questions instead and of answering instead of yeah, inciting yeah. hatred make do matter not war <laughs> oh my goodness motto of life do matter not war you know what that is one of the things that can still totally distract me it's that's the one of the things i love about puzzles and and maths whatever's going on in my head um doing like a, a maths puzzle just takes me straight to that puzzle and that's the only thing you're thinking about and i often you know i'm supposed to be doing 10 other things and i get sent something and I'll just sit and do that because I enjoy it. What's your favourite maths question you've been sent over the years? Is there one that you can pull out and be um, like, this is it? Probably not Not one. There's um, there's one account on Twitter called, um, I think she's a teacher called um, Katrina Shearer. Shout out to you. She her little puzzles are brilliant she makes them all herself and they're all they're just unique and they're, they're just different shapes they look it's, you can have like a circle and a triangle and you just the things that she asks you to do with them okay. like, to work out it's they're really cool 
they're just oh, really good I'll and they can take you know between two minutes and 15 minutes yeah um and it's and it's the type of puzzles that i really like because it's not knowledge that you need you just need a little bit of lateral thinking and you need to think what do i know how that like, you've got such few bits of information what can I work out from this? And it's, I just love that thought process. As long as it's math. So kind of oh, final, yeah, yeah, my yeah. final two questions to you on puzzles. One is, have you seen the GCHQ puzzle book? <laughs> I've got both of them. You've yeah. got both of them. So <laughs> this, the first one I think we had yeah, in the yeah, office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even from page one, I'm like, this is not math. So the second one, well, it's some of it's, you know, it's not math, but it's lateral thinking, isn't it? It's, um, and yeah, but you, I like math. You like math. <laughs> Well, some of it you have to know things like the rainbow colours in German, which you're never going to know. The but rainbow colours well, in German? Well, some things like that, you know, the, the patterns Come that you're spotting. Um, maths is hard enough. Like, And I'm saying this to someone that loves yeah. maths. It's hard enough to not have to know the rainbow colours in German. You, that but feels you know, like physics. But, but you, just, you just know that, you know, spies or whatever in, in the 40s, in the 30s, they had to think like this. They had to try and crack yeah. the code. This is why I could never be a spy. I mean, I also <laughs> love that I could keep a secret. So. My second question to you on problems is around escape rooms. Ah. Yay or nay? I haven't done any. What? I haven't done any. I need to. Oh, come on. Someone out there has got I know, to have to come round. I do want to because I, like, I like puzzles. Room. But but um, would I just be like a real, like the worst person to take into one of those rooms if everyone else wants to have a go? Because like, I'm just like... <laughs> Let's no. give it to me. <laughs> well, it is teamwork. I have I've to done say, the crystal maze. Oh, have you? I've done the crystal maze. So I the think the I think that I think the the crystal maze mixed with the GCHQ book. Okay. So we went. The team took me for. I've never been to one as uh -huh. well. And maybe it's the thing that mathematicians are just like it's below me. <laughs> the team took me to one um, for surprise for my thirtieth birthday. And I remember being really annoyed because I was like, "This none of this is like logically connecting to the other thing. Yeah. But also me just looking at scraps of paper and trying to pull it together randomly is not a real maths problem. Someone sent me messages about a pub in Manchester that I've tweeted about Alan Turing because they're obviously big Turing up, yeah. up there. And um, there's a pub in Manchester that has kind of like drinking versions of, I mean, not that I'm doing that at the moment, but of like little maths Turing problems. Prob yeah, maths oh, Turing problems. problems. Yeah, maths problems over a, over a drink. Lovely. Drunk maths <laughs> is an idea. That's, that's unique. Like drunk histories. We should pitch that. Drunk maths. <laughs> you heard it here first. And you just get... You just get drunk and talk inebriated. about... Or, and then do maths. Yeah. No, you didn't talk about maths. You do the problems whilst inebriated. I mean, I'm endorsing drinking responsibly, of course, and... You know, for anyone that's teetotal, I don't know what they, you have to spin round loads of times and then do the maths. Maybe <laughs> I've I've recently discovered non-alcoholic beer. It's a whole new world. Years ago, there was a Marcus de Sotoy and Alan Davies program about maths. They did about they did two, but in one of them, they um they strapped. Um, both Dr. Sotoy and Alan into like brain um, like imagery okay. software while they gave them basic sums like right. basic stuff like nine times seven or whatever yeah um, 63 and Alan <laughs> nailed it um, <laughs> but Alan was using far less brain power 
than Marcus de Sotoy doing the same simple sums. No, that's because... So I was going to say this. you put this, more pressure on yourself. Not, not just that, but also higher level maths is not what you do on Countdown. Oh, no. What you did in your masters is not Countdown. So I say no. this to people all the time. You go to university to do maths. You don't see a single number for four years. No, exactly. And and people people have said to me when I was going to uni, um, are you allowed to use a calculator <laughs> in your maths degree? And I was like, Probably. yeah. They're like, it must be easy then. It's like, well, a calculator in a maths degree is as <laughs> useful as a calculator in a French degree. Yeah. Like, do you think we just times bigger and bigger numbers together? <laughs> it's not what we do. So it's like countdown would not be like you've had to train your brain to do the countdown thing. No, I had to relearn my times tables to, exactly. to get the job. Yeah. I had to buy the puzzle books and practice and practice um, and practice. So yeah, so we did this podcast without the help of a calculator. Thank you very much for listening. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So, so there was something I did prepare. And I've been waiting to use it, but I didn't think it would be useful anyway. And it's going to sound really random. <laughs> Now I've like built it up too much, but there was this thing I was I was gonna <laughs> stop looking. This is like okay. I stop, stop looking. I stop looking. I was just, you know that Rachel and Amory sitting in a tree multiplying things by three. I didn't know where it was going to be useful, and now I've said it out loud. No, no, just just crazy <laughs> things. It's just some, that was it. It was just something, just some, like a little ditty. I, I thought we'd end up doing maths together, and that could oh, be like a thing, we, and we, we still multiply can. things by three. Three's no. nice, nine's lovely, eleven's great. Right, but then if you do nine again, you get twenty-seven. That was where I thought we'd end up. I don't know why I thought we thought we'd get to eighty-one. Just a bit of fun. That doesn't work as an outro, does it? No. <laughs> I think we've got it. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs> it's one hundred and eight. One hundred and eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 